back to the Only Pop Culture Podcast. My name is Rick, and as always, I am joined by my good friend, my co-host, the Razzies to my Oscars, it's Robbie. <laughs> What's up, bitches? <laughs> <laughs> what an intro. <laughs> what a way to come onto the, onto the mic there. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I'm, just, I'm just razzing you. Just bringing that aggression straight out. <laughs> How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. You had a birthday just recently, big 3-0. Hey? Yeah, yeah. Everybody, we... everybody, congratulations to Rick. <laughs> you know, he's still kicking. Didn't he's... have a, um, didn't have an episode last week. It was a bit of a busy week last week between, yes. yeah, Christmas parties and, yeah, turning 30. Oh, yeah, Christmas parties, baby. That's yeah. the one. Yeah. Well, you know, unfortunately, I couldn't be here for your birthday because I had my cousin's uh, Bucks party. Yeah. You know, arguably, probably was a little bit more lively. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then I had my, my work Christmas party this weekend. That was quite lively as well. You know, <laughs> free free drinks at the Prince. Lovely stuff. Nice. Top nice. floor, you know. Yeah. Yeah. The, bro, the company I work for, if any of you guys are listening, which I, I doubt you are. <laughs> um, <laughs> fuck, man. They're good. You know what I mean? Like they gave, they did like a raffle. They put in like everyone's names. Yeah. Like you didn't have to buy a ticket, obviously. And like one of the prizes was a hundred thousand frequent flyer points with Qantas. Oh wow! Yeah, it's like two and a half thousand dollars. That's pretty good. Yeah, and then another one was like a three hundred and twenty piece tool kit. Another one was uh, an angle for your car. You know, like the car fridges. Yeah. One of them was those. Another one was an ARB compressor kit for your car. Did you win any of them? I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same, I was like, I was gutted. But at the same time, I was like, I've only been working for the company for like three weeks. Yeah, imagine so, if you won the top so, prize. So if I won, if I won anything, like I'd be like, oh, I don't feel right taking this. Yeah, I, I really don't. But I'm taking those Qantas points, <laughs> and I'm going on a paid holiday, guys. I'm just happy to be here. Yeah, <laughs> but no, two. So I work in Collie, and there's about nine guys on my crew out of the 200 people that work for the company. Two of us won a prize. Oh wow! Out of the eight prizes that were there and I was just like that's some bullshit because one of them was my supervisor and I was just like that's some bullshit how these <laughs> how these people winning hmm? their knees are sore no I'm just playing anyway wow. what, basically what I'm trying to say is I'm fucking I love my job and uh, I'm so happy to be employed again I'm so happy to <laughs> be working again <laughs> be able to buy some comics from Chris soon big ups Chris Thank yeah, you. shout out to the Comics World. I've got to get in there. I know the new stock just came in this week, so got to get in there and spend some more hard-earned cash. I still, like, I've got the pile on my desk right here. This is my unread pile at the moment. I, I've just, just not right now, I've decided I want to do something. At the start of every episode, uh, I'm going to recommend a comic to read. Rick, you might want to do that as well. Okay. I don't know. Uh, and uh, just because I was in at the Comics World today before we started... And I saw he had quite a few in stock. I'm going to shout out The Last Ronin, the Ninja Turtles Ooh, graphic yeah. novel. is fucking fantastic. I'm not going to say anything else about it. You can go read it yourself. Um, but no, that's a really fucking good comic. So yeah, just uh, check that out. And stay tuned for next week's recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just an on-the-fly segment there. Yeah. Well, you know, I felt it in the moment. Well, because, like, you know, we, we always talk about comics, but I feel like we don't really, like, Maybe people don't believe us that we read the comics. Yeah, <laughs> questioning well, our credentials. Well, I don't. I don't. Um, I don't even own the last Ronin. I just. I remember. I can't remember where. I can't remember where I read it. I think I might have read it online. But 
I definitely want to get my hands That's on That's illegal, is it? Isn't that illegal? Well, what's the Marvel Unlimited thing for? Is Was it on Marvel Unlimited? Shut up, man. <laughs> Some of your stuff isn't. I think well, I think I probably... There's... um. I don't know if I want to promote him on uh, our podcast because he's much bigger than us already. But there's a, there's a YouTuber called Comic Storian. Okay. He's fucking phenomenal. But he covered The Last Ronin when it first came out. Yep. Um, and so I watched that and so I pretty much got the general gist of it. I don't... Anyway. Okay. So um, you're recommending a comic that you haven't even read? Well, he pretty much reads it. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So... Gives you the breakdown, the walkthrough. Yeah. Okay. So... While I still haven't read it, I'm going to say, go out there, get it. Feel free to send us in a copy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It was my birthday last week, guys, if you want to send anything through. It's my birthday (laughs) in a few weeks, you know, like 12. But yeah. (laughs) Nice. All right. Well, should we get into the episode? Yes. All right. So if you couldn't tell by Robbie's introduction, we are here to do a bit of an awards show tonight. We are here to discuss phase four of the MCU in its entirety, and we decided that we're going to be handing out some awards while we do so. So we've come up with 10 categories, which we've put together. It is 10, isn't it? Yes, it well, is 10. Well, there's 10 on the board, but I've got a little little secret one for myself. Yeah. Robbie has a surprise category. Yeah, at the end. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a little fun, you know? So we thought, yeah, we're gonna we've put together a bit of an award show. We've got our nominees for each category, and then we're gonna give the uh, the winner, obviously, at the end of that category as well. So, without further ado, I think we'll get into it here. Robbie, do you want to kick us off with our first category? I'd love to. Our first category is best debut. Our nominees for best debut are. If you just give me a second, get my fucking list down. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so unprofessional. It's all right. All right. <laughs> so, best debut. We've got Yelena. I can't say her name. Yelena Belova. We've got Yelena Belova, beloved by all. We've got Kate Bishop. We have Moon Knight. And we have Namor. Kuku Khan himself. <laughs> the feather serpent god. <laughs> You have to say the entire quote. I can't. I, can't. I can barely bring myself to say it. I just do it for you. Uh, and the winner is Moon Knight by Mark Spector and Stephen. Fuck, I forgot his last name. Grant. Grant. Why did I want to say Lang? I don't know, but you're really bad at this. Yeah. This is this is why Rick does the intros because I don't have the um. The host suave, you know what <laughs> I mean? Yeah, like I like to, I like to get my like my little, my little, my little jabs in where I can. But this is this is very foreign to me. It's growth. I'm I'm trying. We're yeah. learning. I want you all to know that I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing this for you. <laughs> so, best debut, Moon Knight. Now you were pretty passionate about this one. I fucking was, man. <laughs> all right. So lay out. <laughs> now, now, now that I'm not reading it out, I was. All right, <laughs> Moon Knight. To me, is probably top three phase four content. The show Moon Knight. Yes. Wow. Okay. That's high praise. It is. I just, I feel like that show emotionally got me more than pretty much everything else. You know what I mean? Like there was cinematically, there was better stuff. I'm not going to argue that. And then there was like a lot more going on throughout the actual like MCU growth. Yeah, the content. But yeah. as far as like, if if we just went 
right, all of these are standalone. This would have been my number one, hands down. And I think if you look at it as like a dive into the character. Yes, exactly. Like like, this, I think Moon Knight more than anything else was an introspective look as to who Mark Spector slash Stephen Grant is. Oh my God, it was just so beautiful. <laughs> and I think like that was the main driving point of the story. Like obviously there's all the... And Oscar Isaac is just... Phenomenal. Fantastic. As always. So good looking. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Just just while we're up, did you see the... Um, there's like a video of Mark... Oh, sorry, of Oscar Isaac on a boat. And they go, oh my God, is this Moon Knight season two? And like, it's a bunch of the cast on a boat. And he just goes, why else would we be in Cairo? And I was just like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Oh my God. ventilating. <laughs> it's like, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. We were talking about this um, when we were deciding on, because, you know, I'd like to say that we had votes come in for these uh these categories. Well, we we might, didn't really put it to the public. We might. We just. We are the academy in this in this scenario. We are actually. Yeah. Go fuck yourselves. Um, <laughs> what? No. Don't do that, guys. We still love you. Don't yeah, worry about no, it. <laughs> so I'm just when I talk about Moon, I get a little carried away. But anyway, yeah, we're talking and I was saying like when Stephen realizes that he's not actually real and he's just uh, a personality that Mark had to create to get through his childhood trauma and all that. I was just like, oh my God. Like it's just, and when he dies and Mark's just there going like, no. Yeah. Like he, it's, it was like watching himself die. I yeah. Was like, wow. That's, Heart wrenching. I was like, that's actually like, why am I crying? I'm just, <laughs> it's supposed to be superheroes. <laughs> yeah. Where's the punching? Yeah. I didn't come here to cry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, you sons of bitches team me up. <laughs> I really thought it was going to be like, you know, kind of Batman-y but no you got me in my feels yeah yeah no it was it was I think yeah so like as a character look and those those last two two or three episodes where it was really that dive into his history when uh when he's like in the mental ward yeah that was fucking hard good stuff and I think I mean one thing about phase four and you can say a lot of things about the MCU (laughs) phase four they introduced some really good characters and did quite a good job of introducing a lot of characters as well. Like Moon Knight. Like Moon Knight. I mean, obviously the winner here. Yes. <laughs> but like... I want you to know that I pushed for this. Rick Rick wasn't into it at first, but I pushed for it. Yeah, look, my, my, my first pick was Namor. No, nah, look, don't, don't, don't say that. Don't try and... Don't try and swing it around. Well, I'm just giving... I'm just going to give a shout out to Willem because I think that like Yelena Belova was very close as well. Yeah, but like I said, like I enjoyed her more in... Um, Hawkeye. And yeah. She was in that f- obviously far less. Yeah. But I feel like after her intro on Black Widow, we knew who she was and then she really got to like have fun with it. Yeah. She's just, yeah, just an enjoyable character. Mm. Like she was just a lot of fun. And same with Kate Bishop, you know, from Hawkeye. <sighs> the new Hawkeye going forwards. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> Don't. <laughs> Don't make it into one of these episodes. <laughs> That was you last time. <laughs> what are you talking about? How dare you? At least she's real. Kind of. All right. Not like some drawing from the 50s. <laughs> All right. Should we move on to the next category? Yes. Would you like to do this one? I'll go. I'll go with this one. So the next category that we've got is the best fight scene. And our nominees for best fight scene is Doctor Strange's music fight from Multiverse of Madness. The Statue of Liberty fight from Spider-Man No Way Home. 
the Multiversal Avengers versus Ultron in What If, and the Shang-Chi tram fight from Shang-Chi. And the winner is... Doctor Strange and his music fight from Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. It's a good fucking fight. I think what we can say about this is it's just the most creative fight from Phase 4. Oh, for sure. Just... I, I would go further as far as, like, creative and, like, versatile. Yeah. There's not much throughout the MCU that you could really put next to it. And I just think, like... like there's there's heavier fights, you know? Oh, I mean? yeah. Like, yeah. the big three fighting Thanos or... Yes. You know, when they fight Ultron and you've got Thor, Vision, and Iron Man, like, lasering in. Or probably one of the most iconic MCU fights, Cap versus Iron Man, yeah. Civil War. That was huge because they, they replicated the panel from Civil War. Yeah. Like and, like, of- that's something where, like, emotionally the stakes are very, very high. I mean, there's obviously a lot more to that than just the exactly. actual fight but, itself. But as far as, like, just clever, creative, innovative... It was a visually beautiful fight. It was stunning. And you know what I mean? Like, and for a movie that, let's be honest, didn't really. It was reach, mid. It, yeah, it did not, <laughs> did not reach expectations. That was a shining light in yeah. that film. And the way that the music would change as they were like throwing, oh. hurling notes at each other. It was just an experience. It was, it was beautiful to watch. But obviously, like the emotional stakes and that kind of thing weren't there, but for just any, oh yeah, sorry, just for the actual fight scene itself, I think, yeah, it, it captured a lot. It created a lot. It did more for Doctor Strange, I think, than any of his other fights that we've seen him in, because it actually showed like the level of his power and the creativeness of what he can actually do. Mm. You know how much he can actually put out there, as opposed to just being lights and golden whips and yeah. shields, and like it just showed us another aspect of that. It was. Uh, a lot of his stuff is quite remnant of um, Green Lantern. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he just creates a construct and uses it as yeah. opposed to turning something into his weapon rather than, like, just creating something out of air. But I will say, if you have perfect pitch, just be weary of that music fight because there are a lot of off notes. <laughs> just, just a quick heads up. Get it in there. There you go. Yeah. You wanted to, um, you pushed hard to have Shang-Chi in the nominations as well. Well, like we were saying before, like I really love uh, the movies that I try and watch, especially now, are heavily like stunt based. Like I love Jackie Chan films. I recently watched a movie, uh, what was it called? The Shinjuku Incident. That was great. I okay. love the Rush Hour movies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've been meaning to watch a movie called uh, Wheels on Meals. Um, that's Wheels on Meals. Yeah, it's a really good movie. Never heard of it. It's like really. It's like when Jackie Chan was like young, had like a knockoff Bruce Lee haircut, and was ripped to shreds. Yeah, you know okay. I mean? like, okay. So it's like it's old. Yeah. It's even like it's dubbed over in English and in Chinese. Okay. So like even like I, I started watching it, and I'm pretty sure it's not even Jackie Chan's voice. And if it is, <laughs> they've dubbed over the film with it right yeah it's weird so it's it's kind of hard to watch but like the stunt work in it and the fight choreography is off its head so like that's why i like stuff like the shang chi tram scene yeah because first of all he starts off with a like it's called a one inch punch but it's not because he fully winds it up but it just looks so good 
You know, you know the one I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's just, the choreography in that was insane. So, like, for me, that was, that was mine. But and I Simu also, Liu wasn't trained before this, was he? He was. Uh, I'm pretty sure he does, like, a martial art, just, like, leisurely. Yeah. You know what I mean? But um, for the most part, no, he was. What he managed much, to pull off in that was very impressive. I've watched, like, a bunch of, like, the producers and stuff talking about that scene and they're like, yeah, it's ridiculous how he just did most of that himself. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. So yeah, that was, that was huge for me, but no, the music fight was just like a completely different level. Yeah. It was, it's something that we hadn't seen before. Yeah. Like we've seen people throw punches. We've seen lasers. We've seen, you know, we have seen aspects of the magic and that kind of thing in the MCU before. This is just something which we haven't seen. It just really stood out immediately. Yeah. I mean, like, but, even though it was like he kind of just shot the notes at him, it was just like, holy shit, like you can do that? Yeah. Yeah. I remember like watching that in the cinemas being like, this is like enthralling. Like that happened and you're just watching it. You like- didn't think enthralling when you first watched it. You were just like, <laughs> well, that's dope. <laughs> There's no way that you thought enthralling. But I was like captivated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's you know right. what I mean? But just, you know, stay in your lane. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Does my vocabulary offend you? <laughs> it does when I don't know what enthralling means. <laughs> but yeah, like in that scene, just not being able to look away because like, wow, like this is, again, like I said, we haven't seen anything like this before and I just don't want to miss any of it because mm. this is insane. But yeah, I think a deserving winner, Doctor Strange in the art and the music fight there. Yes, absolutely. I'm going to let you go again because I want to do the next one. Okay. All right, so the next one we've got, we're going to go a little bit negative here. A little, a little <laughs> bit. We're going to go completely negative here. There's been a lot of complaints about Phase 4 uh, in the MCU, and one of the biggest complaints that we've had over this last phase is about the quality of the CGI that we've been getting. Now, I don't want to put this on the workers, the graphic workers here. I... I want to steer clear from doing that because I feel like that's unfair on them. They're not getting paid enough. They've got very short time schedules. I was going to say, I've only, as much as we love Marvel, I've only heard bad things about them when it comes to the VFX department. Yes. Like about how they're treated. Yeah. So. Yeah. So this is in no way a shot at them. This is more of a shot at the, uh, I guess, like the, the quality, powers that the be. Quality, the quality of outcome. Really. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, let them do their job. Let them do their job and it'll look good. But if you're going to rush them, they're going to have to take shortcuts, you know, make adjustments where they can. And it's just not going to be as clean as you'd like it to be. Exactly. And I think in saying all of this, that like we know that the MCU has the ability to do this because there hasn't been CGI Iron Man 1. Exactly. Iron Man 1. 2008. Go back. (laughs) Come, Come back to us. So, yeah, we know that they can do this. We know that they can do this stuff. It's been... Years and years of quality product that they've put out until now where it just seems that they're just very much putting their their workers under the pump here. So just before you do, I swear even the first Hulk movie had like decent CGI, right? Which one? When you say the first Hulk movie, do like you as mean in, the- As in the one that's in MCU. Okay. Yeah. 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 That was fine. Yeah. yeah. I swear I remember seeing that being like, why does that look real? The Abomination didn't look bad. No, it didn't. Hulk didn't look bad. No. Yeah. That was fine. Abomination before he was- reasonably comic accurate yeah <laughs> so we are doing worse cgi moments and we've picked our picked our top four worst cgi moments here <laughs> i'm just reading through the, the nominees and the first one i've got so <laughs> it's just funny 
Our nominees for worst CGI moments. We have She-Hulk from She-Hulk. <laughs> when you say She-Hulk, are you just talking about the whole show or is it just like... No, uh, the model of She-Hulk. Yeah, okay, so when she is She-Hulk. La- that's what I was laughing at. I was like, the rest of them are all specific moments. Yeah. And then for the for She-Hulk, I just wrote She-Hulk. I was just like, <laughs> damn, that's heavy. No, so it is, yeah, specifically She-Hulk in her like lawyer suit. It just doesn't look right. So the other nominees that we've it got... It looks so wrong, it's right. <laughs> the other nominees that we've got... Yelena Belova on the helicopter in Black Widow. Axel's floating head from Thor Love and Thunder. Rick's favourite movie. And Doctor Strange's third eye. And our winner is... Axel's floating head from Thor Love and Thunder. Well deserved, guys. Congratulations. Yeah. Everyone was fighting for it, you know. <laughs> Look, this is a rough one to win. And I don't want, again, I don't want to be too harsh, but it looked bad. It looked <laughs> real bad. And yeah, look, I, I guess we put this in here to just say, you know, like, let's, let's just give them a bit of time. Yeah. Let's, let's focus on quality rather than quantity. I just feel like by the fact that we could give it an, like we could make an award out of it. And pick multiple nominees. Just like, and there was definitely more. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? But like, it just shows that. I mean, I've already seen that Marvel's saying that they're going to focus on quality, not quantity, in the next five, six phases. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah. They've so been I'm like, I'm like, hearing they, the negative they, feedback. They've, they've heard it. They've taken it on board and they're like, all right, that's all good. So, yeah, we might get less content in the next couple of years, but hopefully it's like back to that that quality that we, uh, expect, of we expect of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like like the Iron Man ones, like the, the End Games and the Ragnaroks, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Shout out to our Axel's floating head from Thor Love and Thunder. <laughs> so you wanted to take this next one? I did. I did. I um, pushed for this one again. I, I wouldn't say I fought as hardly. Uh, as hard, sorry. It's poor English. But anyway, our next ca- uh, our next uh, category uh, is best cameo. And uh, Rick and I had a little bit of uh, a little bit of conversation about what a cameo actually is. Can they be in it for a certain amount of time or is it just like a little part? I'm trying to figure out where, where certain characters come into play. Yeah. Um, and uh, we feel that we've we've found four good ones. I feel like we didn't really narrow it down, our definition, very well. <laughs> like we were still debating this as we were putting people on the list. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, but my guy got it. So <laughs> I feel like the four people that we've got here are, they. I think they all count as cameos. It did. It took us a little while to get here. I'm still one. convinced that two of them don't, but we'll see. You know, if you disagree or agree, let us know in the comments. You know, <laughs> more than welcome to. And uh, if you have, if we, just for for the for sake of it, if there's nominees that aren't on the list, you know, shout those out in the comments or social medias. Like, be like, why didn't this fight get best fight scene, or why didn't this guy get yeah. best cameo? You know, let us let us know. There's always know, a snub, right? There's, there's always there's, an Oscar snub. There's always a snub, you know. We can always retcon. We're just two men. Right? We're just two guys in the academy trying to figure this out by ourselves. So, you know, That's if right. you've got a differing opinion, let us know. We love to hear it. We love to talk about these things. So, But anyway, our, nomina- our nominations. Uh, our nominations are Daredevil from No Way Home, Reed Richards, Mr. Fantastic from Multiverse of Madness, Professor X from Multiverse of Madness, and Eric Killmonger from... Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. 
And the winner of Best Cameo is Daredevil, No Way Home. And we had some discussion on this. Isn't that right, Rick? We had a bit of discussion. We, yep. We were we were discussing uh, the idea that Mr. Fantastic made a bigger impact when he stepped onto the screen. Yeah. But then we also made the point that about five minutes later, he was torn to ribbons. Yeah, turned so, to string cheese. You know, not very impressive uh, showing from him. Well, by the entire Illuminati, if we're being honest. Well, I didn't see Professor X win either. So <laughs> some of them didn't even make the list. <laughs> so, yeah, going back to you uh, suggesting certain people, don't suggest others from the Illuminati because no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If, uh, if Reed Richards didn't win, then Black Bolt's certainly not going to win. But no, I I liked our list. I really liked, I loved that Killmonger rocked up in Black Panther. I thought that was was really cool because it kind of showed where Shuri was as a character. Yeah. You know? But no, with Daredevil, that was was huge because he, obviously, he'd had... How many seasons of Daredevil are there? Like four? Three, I think, wasn't Three? it? Three? And then there's and obviously then there's the one Defenders, in production at the moment. There's the Defenders series as well. That oh, yes. Yeah. Um, so he's he's a very well-established character. Like a lot of people love the Netflix series Daredevil. There's a few others that people, you know. Not yeah, so Defenders much. not so much. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, like seeing him come into the MCU in No Way Home. That was a really big moment for a lot of people. One of my best mates, uh, he loved Daredevil, the Netflix series when we were in high school. And he was like, oh, I just wish that they'd come over. And I was like, nah, man, it won't happen. Don't worry about it. It's, it's never going to happen. Just let let it go. And uh, yeah, I got to go watch this movie with him. And uh, he just got to look at me and go, you fucking idiot. <laughs> you said it'd never happen. <laughs> so, you know, thanks Marvel for that one. Um, but no, that was... You know, watching him, I, I think it was really cool that the fact that he was in lawyer mode. Yeah. You know what I mean? He like, didn't make a cameo as dead. He didn't make a cameo he as He made a cameo dead, as Matt Murdock. Matt Murdock, lawyer of Hell's Kitchen, you know? Yeah. Um, Got to uh, show off a little bit of his... Uh, reflex. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Did you see that they had a... I swear there was like a scene with him and um, John Favreau that they cut out of the movie? Uh, no, I didn't see that. Um, and it was it was just him representing Happy. Oh, actually, I think I might have seen this. Yeah. And he was like, "Yeah, you're in a lot of trouble." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, buddy, you're you're not looking good." Like, oh, shit. <laughs> but no, so um, I just yeah, I really enjoyed that. I I think I liked it a little bit more than his She-Hulk cameo. You know what I mean? He was just like I just felt like he was cooler. You know what I mean? I liked him in She-Hulk. Oh, I liked him too, but like She-Hulk kind of just. Kind of just made fun of him. Yeah, I mean um, that was, was the point of the series, though. It was, like, I, it was I know, a fun series. I know, but like, it was, like there was all this serious stuff going on in No Way Home, and then you know it cuts to a scene. You just hear this voice talking about all this legal mumbo jumbo. Yeah, and then the camera pans and it's Matt Murdock, and you're just going, oh, "I actually care now. I care." Yeah, I do. it was pretty. It was a big pop in the cinemas when he came on screen. Oh yeah, I I want to. Um, I mean, there was, look, the other characters also got a pretty big pop. Not so much Killmonger because he was the villain, but Mr. Fantastic and Professor X definitely got reactions from the crowd when I was in the cinemas as well. I will just say Killmonger was looking good again. Please don't turn it into that episode. <laughs> Please. 
<laughs> I just want to say, I've had this conversation with Cora before. Michael B. Jordan's a 10 out of 10, right? Um, like he's, he's, a, he's a solid 10. How tall is he? He's taller than me. I know that. That doesn't, no. Seriously. But he's not tall. He's not tall at all. Yeah, see, that's, that's, I'm pretty sure that is the only thing that people could ever have a go at him for. And even then, I feel like you're splitting hairs, right? Like, if Oh, you- well, if, if that's what you've got to go at, then yeah, you are. But like a 10 to me is like, that's like, it's like the perfect person. Pretty much, I hate that we always do this, but Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> the perfect man. He is. He's 183 centimeters. Yeah, that's why. That, Wait, that's no, he's short. Not. No, he's not. What the? 183? Excuse me. That's six foot, man. That's over six foot. Is it? Yes. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it is not. I, I'm sorry. I'm getting I'm getting different uh, answers here. One saying he's 183 centimeters. One saying he's 179. Yeah, I've got 183 as well. Let's run 183. It's, uh, oh, it's 5'11", apparently. I've got it. I've got it saying he's 5'10 and a half. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Um, so 5'10", 5'11". So I reckon if he was six foot two, <laughs> no one would ever say anything bad about the guy. Look at you gatekeeping beauty standards. Hey? <laughs> you can't ask me if he's a 10 and then not expect me to do this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's like, it's like, all right, well, let's see. What, what is, what's wrong with him? There's nothing. There's nothing wrong with him. It's just he could be tall. Where's there room for improvement? Yeah, exactly. That's, that's all it is. <laughs> it's just like I've been seeing a lot of like TikToks and things like that where people are like asking them to rate themselves. And so many people say 10. Like I'm a 10 out of 10. And uh, my- it's like it's like when those like those um, Andrew Tate fans go around asking chicks, oh, what do you rate yourself? Oh, yeah, and then turn it into this, like, ah, every single girl just says a 10. Yeah. It's everybody. Like there's so many people that say they're a 10. It's It's absurd. But every time I hear someone say, I'm a 10 out of 10, my first thought is like, you are nowhere near Michael B. Jordan's league. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's, he's definitely up there. Like if someone was to go name five people that you consider 10 out of 10, he'd, he'd be on the list. Uh, did he won? He, uh, no, he was, didn't win Sexiest Man. Was I saw, I saw something about it. Chris Evans won it this year. Did he? Yeah. Oh, congratulations, Chris Evans. Yeah, Chris Evans. So he should have won our Chris list, not Chris Hemsworth. But anyway. Um, oh no, Michael B. Jordan was 2020 Sexiest Man of the Year. Was he really? Sexiest Man Alive, People Magazine. 2020? Yep. Oh, The Rock was last year. There you go. I don't know how The Rock won Sexiest Man Alive. Did he actually? Yeah. You know what? We spend a lot of time on this podcast talking about Sexiest Man Alive awards. <laughs> we well, I mean, like, like, let's We be had like four or five episodes where we've brought that up. Yeah, but look, we're both dudes. Would you not want to be known as the sexiest man alive? Oh, look, yeah, if exactly. I was named as the sexiest man alive, I would be introducing myself as, hi, I'm Rick Wells, sexiest man alive. <laughs> Every person I met would know that. Oh, but they'd all say you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> Voted by who? <laughs> My work group. <laughs> so two other people. I work, I work with 20 women. I'm the only guy. They voted me sexiest man. No, I work with two other people. One's a man, one's a woman. So, yeah. And even then, I don't think I get it. And even still, I voted for myself. <laughs> All right. Congratulations to Daredevil for winning that. <laughs> Let's move on but to the damn, next one. But damn, Michael, you sexy. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to slip that in there. We didn't forget about you. phrasing. Watch out. <laughs> All right. Next up on the TOPCPAA 
it. Uh, <laughs> Only Pop Culture Podcast Academy Awards. Yeah, for those of you who don't know what that stands for. Yeah, because <laughs> you're listening in, so I imagine you already know. <laughs> anyway, the next award is Best Sidekick slash Comic Relief. We've got four nominees, as usual, and they are Yelena Belova. Right? Yep, yep, you got it. Yep, yep, nailed it. From Black Widow, Ned... Well, I can't remember his last name. Just Ned. Ned. He's just, a one name. Like, just, like sure. Yeah. Like <laughs> like Beyonce. Ned <laughs> from No Way Home. We've got Mobius from Loki. And we have... Kingo. Kingo from Eternals. And the Academy Award goes to... Yelena Belova. Congratulations, Florence Pugh. She could not be with us tonight. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, there was a scheduling conflict, um, but she would like to accept this award, award with the highest grace. And yeah, with all the honour that it deserves, you know. Yeah, so um, congratulations, Florence and Yelena. Sorry you couldn't be here, but uh, maybe next time. Yeah, sorely missed. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, how wild would it be if we had anyone from this coming? Just on a Zoom. <laughs> like in my study. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Simu from Shang-Chi rocks up. Hey guys, how'd you give me that awards? Fucking oath, bro. Here's it. Uh, sorry, you actually didn't get any. <laughs> hey. Oh, sh- What? I forgot he didn't win the fight. <laughs> God damn it. Like flown all the way here. To my house in the middle of nowhere. Oh, uh, you're not even in Bunbury, you loser. <laughs> 15 minutes out of the closest town. Like, well, uh, thanks so much for coming. Um, but Doctor Strange actually can, won. Can you please sign everything? <laughs> um, but yeah, congratulations to Yelena Belova. Yeah, no, well deserved. Well deserved. Uh, it was tough. It was this tough. was a tough one. This was definitely a tough one. I did think Ned was going to get it. Because yeah. he's just the most lovable little guy. The guy in the chair. Yeah. And I think like it's just one of those things where like Ned definitely falls into that category of sidekick, but also like has that blend of comic relief as well. Because mm. I think like Kingo is more of the comic relief than he is A sidekick. the sidekick. Yeah. <laughs> he's definitely got that main character energy. Yeah. <laughs> but Yelena Belova, and we talked about this as we were sort of like you know, making this decision mm. that she was by far the best part of Black Widow. Oh, for sure. By a mile. And I think like when the sidekick outshines the rest of the story, that's when you know that you've got a good sidekick. Yeah, you said Yelena was the best part, but um, I, I enjoyed the Red Guardian. David Harbour, love him. Look, the Red Guardian was also good. But yeah, I do I do think that it's uh, just a that super strong to- fat drunk man. He's literally my hero. <laughs> <laughs> that's... That's what I aspire to be. That's, that's the dream. I want to be an old drunk Russian. It's the dad bod, right? It's the dad bod. <laughs> Apparently dad bods are hot right now. <sighs> well, I still got a little bit of work before I get a dad bod, eh? I feel like I'm nearly there, you know? I'm getting there. <laughs> yeah, well, you're already locked down, mate, so, you know, don't even try it. <laughs> what? I don't want to be attractive for my wife? She doesn't want a dad bod. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, mate. She doesn't, she doesn't seem like she's into that. I gotta work so hard. <laughs> yeah, see, my missus, she's like, no, I love you the way you are. It's like, sure you do. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but I see you look at Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't? 
<laughs> Who amongst us doesn't? No, not me, man. <laughs> I only think he's a 9.8. <laughs> nah, he, solid 10. He could be taller. <laughs> we're, we're talking about Michael B. Jordan again. All right. Best sidekick. <laughs> yeah, it's Yelena. We did it. Okay. All Can right. we talk about Michael B. Jordan? No. <laughs> All right, should we just move on? Please. <laughs> we we'll carry on with our lives. So our next category, we're gonna go. We're going back to the negative again. There's been some ups and downs from the MCU, and our next category is most disappointing. So the nominees for the most disappointing MCU product. Now, just 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 before we get into this, yeah. Um. So obviously we've got the four nominees. This doesn't. To me, this doesn't mean that they're the worst. It just means that, like, we had expectations and they were anything but met. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, um, they might... Even even the winner of this award might not be the worst thing that they've pumped out. It just might be because... We expected was, more. There was a lot more potential than what was given, you know? Well, there's also the fact that, like, we have expectations for the MCU now as well. Yes. Yes, we do. And that's why we scale them differently, Rick. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not how that works. Damn it. <laughs> thought I could slide that one in there. So our nominees for most disappointing, we have She-Hulk, Black Widow, Thor Love and Thunder, and The Eternals. And the winner of most disappointing MCU product of Phase 4 goes to Thor Love and Thunder. Well done. Congratulations. Congratulations, Taika. You uh You did it. You did it, man. <laughs> you tarnished Ragnarok. Well, yeah. Well done. You made Korg sometimes not funny. Yeah, very hard to do. That's what you fucking did. It was yeah. This is by far the most disappointing installment of Oh Phase 4. Yeah, and I I just want to go by saying it was still a better movie than Eternals. Yeah, like, look, look, Eternals is not an enjoyable movie. <laughs> I just I just need that to be known. Like, yes, Thor was disappointing as hell. Do I like it better than Eternals? Absolutely. I'll watch it a hundred times before I watch Eternals one more time. <laughs> it just, yeah. Obviously, coming out of Ragnarok, we had high expectations. Like, there was so much hope. We knew, we knew that this could be done well. So much hope. We had Kate Blanchett as the villain, Hela, yeah. in Ragnarok. And then we're like, oh, Christian Bale is gore. I'm like, oh shit, it's yeah. about to go off. We've got Zeus coming into it, the Council Russell of the Gods. Crow. Yeah, there was some high expectations there for was this a, film. Like the cast in this movie was ridiculous. Yeah. And then they were just like, all right, now at every beat and every second offbeat, we're going to throw in a joke. Yeah. We're just going to throw in a joke. It doesn't have to be funny. It doesn't have to land, but we're going to throw them. We're going to spend way more time on these screaming goats than what we should. <laughs> it's like, it's all right, Rick. They're gone. I just, yeah. They can't, they can't hurt you anymore. It bothers me. <laughs> it bothers me so much. And <laughs> I'm worried I'm going to come over to your house one time and you're going to be like, I'm just going to try it and rewatch it and just see if I can save it in my head. And then you're going to put your Stormbreaker through the TV. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'll be sitting there watching it with that. (laughs) Stormbreaker in one hand, Mjolnir in the other. Yeah, shout out. Yeah, look, look, I'll I'll say it now. Robbie got me a a birthday present, birthday slash Christmas present. And uh, he bought me a replica of Stormbreaker. It's very cool. You deserve it. It's much heavier than I was expecting it to be. It's so heavy, man. Like, 
It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, I actually feel like it would hurt somebody. Like, I mean, it's a, it's a replica, right? Like, it's not an actual axe, but no, I feel but like I could hurt somebody with it's that. It's still hard plastic. If yeah. you hit someone hard enough with a chopstick, it's going to hurt. But it's got enough weight behind it to actually do some damage. Oh, yeah, no, you could definitely give someone a concussion with that thing. But it's very cool. It's all right, man. Definitely going to pull it out tonight. Have a bit of a swing around. Um, the Stormbreaker. I'm going to pull Stormbreaker out. Yeah, but like... <laughs> In, in what context? Like, I don't know. I'm just, why, I'll just why, be playing with it. Why specifically tonight? I don't know because I got it today. I'm sorry. That's my fault. My my head went to a place I didn't need to go. What, what do you think I'm going to do? I don't know. I think you're going to try and get Cora to call you Chris Hemsworth or something. <laughs> no, I'm going to get her to dress up as Jane Foster. God. I'm going to dress up as Thor. <laughs> All right, we're moving on. <laughs> my God. Next category, please. <laughs> okay, so next category is um, it's a little bit, it's a little bit sad. It's a downer. It's a downer. I wouldn't say it's a negative, but uh, I mean the outcome was negative. But the award is most surprising on-screen death. We've had a few come through this uh, this phase of the MCU, and. Uh, We'll just, we'll just jump right into it, eh? Let's go for it. So, first off, we've got Jane Foster from uh, Thor Love and Thunder. Then we have the Illuminati, the entire Illuminati. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, all by one. Uh, the Illuminati from Multiverse of Madness. And we've also got Wanda from Multiverse of Madness. And then we have Aunt May from No Way Home. And... The award goes to Aunt May's Melissa Turner. Yes. Tragic. It was a very sad moment, but it gave us some quality Peter Parker. Oh, yeah. Some quality Spider-Man. Yep. Some of my favorite Spider-Man is when Spider-Man kind of lets go a little bit. Yep. Which is why I have uh, signed the petition for... Amazing Spider-Man 3, Andrew Garfield, <laughs> going ham. would love that. Yep. Please make that happen. Um, but sorry, as uh, similar to Florence Pugh, Marissa Tomei couldn't be with us today either. Um, <laughs> I'll be honest, she just didn't want to come. She yeah. Didn't, she didn't even reply to our email. We reached out to the agents. <laughs> yeah, we got nothing back. Yeah, they... Uh, they. I, I actually did get a reply with... Uh, are you fucking kidding? Yeah. It's just question marks. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, that's okay. Um, I know that you were very uh, affected by this this particular death, Rick. Yeah, look, um, it's a powerful scene. I, I was just, you know, like you said, Aunt, Aunt May doesn't die. Yeah. It's just one of those things where, like, she is always a staple in the comics, especially with Spider-Man. And even when it's like it's looking like Aunt May might die, Spider-Man makes a deal with the devil and she's brought back to life. So... It's just one of those things where, like, you never expect that. And especially with the way that Spider-Man's comics canon is, that, like, you know, Uncle Ben's died. Uncle Ben's always dead. Uncle yeah. Ben stays dead. He's, like, the only person in comics that stays dead. First of all, his parents are dead. Yeah. Then Ben dies. And now May's dead. Yeah. So, you know, well done, Marvel. Uh, you've created the loneliest superhero. Yeah. Especially after the uh, events of Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, and we definitely put some asterisks on uh, Wanda's death as well because we're pretty sure that she's not actually dead. Yeah, we're, 
Uh, the the only pop culture podcast would like to go on the record and say that we believe that Wonder is still alive. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's an asterisk there. But yeah, the Aunt May death, and even like in the actual scene itself, not even not even to like you know take into consideration the fact that Aunt May is actually just dead. But Peter, like you know, she stands up. They have a bit of a chat, and you're like, oh, it actually looks like she's doing okay. Like maybe she's not dying, and then she just collapses, and then three seconds later she's dead. And it's like, oh, okay, that was not what I was expecting. Oh, Peter gets shot. Yeah. Holding her body. Yeah. Yeah, some rough... Look, it's a, it's a rough movie for Spider-Man. <laughs> it's a rough showing, that's for sure. Definitely wasn't his best day. <laughs> but yeah, no, absolutely the most surprising. I did not go into that movie expecting Aunt May to die. I didn't come out of that movie happy about it either. No. I <laughs> just, just want to say that real quick, you know. Was shocked and upset, but... uh. I had a lump in my throat, like, for the rest of the movie from there. The first time I watched that, I watched it and I was just sitting there just, like, eyes were wet, lump in the throat. I'm like, oh, God, now I have to fucking sit through this movie miserable. But it was a fantastic movie, so, mm-hmm. yeah, it pays off. But, yeah, no, Aunt May, definitely, definitely a deserving <laughs> a deserving winner of the most surprising death. <laughs> a deserving winner. She had it coming. <laughs> Yeah, she should have been watching her back. Yeah, she was trying to help Norman Osborn. She should have known. Yeah, look, rookie error. We knew. <laughs> next category. Yeah, you can definitely run this one, mate. So next category we've got is the best villains of the MCU Phase 4. So our nominees are Norman Osborn's The Green Goblin, Namor, or El Niño Sin Amor, or Kukulkan. The Feather Serpent God, the Mandarin from Shang-Chi, yeah. and Wanda from Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness. And our winner for best villain goes to Namor, because he's actually a villain. <laughs> Congratulations, Namor. The only pop culture podcast would like to go on record and say we support Namor. <laughs> Yeah, we love warmongering. <laughs> but not but not killmongering. No. No. We just like starting preemptive wars. We like we like to be the instigators. <laughs> yeah, cuz you know, cuz then you don't have to watch it back cuz you can see it coming, you know? If you start it and you don't turn your back, you're all good. What kind of turned their back? And they got clapped. I wouldn't say they started it though. No, they didn't, but like <laughs> but they still they retaliated. Right, and then they walked away, and their backs were turned, and they never learnt to swim. Yeah, look, Namor is just cold as hell. Just so fucking cold. He just had the world's best water balloons and won. <laughs> had some dope bars too, like some dope bars. Dope bars. Just Namor was absolutely spitting in this. I, I don't actually know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> he had some great lines. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. I thought you were like saying that he, like, some of his lines sounded like they could have been bars. And I was no, like, no, no, no. Oh. He just had some great lines. No, okay. Well, don't, don't make it sound like that. I was so confused. I was like, Keep up, man. Whatever, bro. <laughs> whatever. Like, when, when he actually does kill Queen Ramonda and he's just like floating in the window. Is oh, and the the line's like oh, bury it, bury your dead, mourn your losses. You're the queen now, and then just flies off. 
It's like, that is fucking cold. Mm. That is so, so cold. That's a big man. Yeah. Yeah. And look, I, I did push for Namor in um, Best Debut. I'll, I'll be I'll be transparent with that. And the only reason that I was sort of willing to acquiesce there was because I knew that Namor was going to get Best Villain. So as, as long as we're shouting out Namor at some point in this in this episode. Well, you didn't want to do a category for Best Bod, um, but that's okay. Best Bod. <laughs> well, it's Chris Hemsworth. Like, we don't have to do a category for that, you know? Best quads. <laughs> Best quads, Mbaku. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Shout out my missus. That's her new celebrity crush after watching Black Panther. Really? She was literally like, who is that? I was like, it's none of your business. That's who. Shut up. He doesn't have a name. <laughs> uh, I think, um, yeah, he's just like a background character. It's probably really hard to find him. I found his Instagram. I was like, fuck. Oh, damn it. Because I was already following him. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn it. <laughs> She found it before you'd even left the cinemas. She, I promise you she did. <laughs> like, as we got to my car, she's like, oh, I found him. I was like, damn it. I guess, yeah. Shout out to the other villains that are on this list as well. Because Green Goblin, I mean, we knew what to expect from Norman Osborn. I just can't believe he's... I feel like he was better in this one than he was, he was so good. Tobey Maguire. And just, like, unhinged evil. You know what I mean? Like, he was great in the Tobey Maguire, Sam Raimi trilogy. And then, like, 20 years later... He's better. Yeah. I was yeah. like, what the hell is going on here? Doesn't look like he's aged a day. He's just, yeah. The Mandarin, Mandarin just, also fantastic. Just Willem Dafoe, man. Willem Dafoe, yeah. Mandarin also fantastic. I really like the direction they went with Wanda in Multiverse of Madness. Just almost the fact that she was a horror villain. I just, the only thing that like got me with her, I felt like I was watching like the Star Wars prequel trilogy. Because like, I was following her story. I was like, yeah, I get this. But her dialogue just made me so mad at her. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like her reasoning, which, you know. Yeah, it's the motives. Which which was expressed through her dialogue. Like just, she was just like, give me my kids. He's like, you didn't have kids. She's like. But I want kids. But I want them. So I was just like, (laughs) what are you, a fucking child? Yeah. Get it together. Yeah, look. Dude, like, I don't care if, like, why you're doing this stuff. I really don't. But just, you know, make it a real reason. Yeah. It was tough. It was it was definitely a tough look for Wanda. Good villain, but yeah, look, we don't get on board with those motives. Mm. Didn't like that, but yeah, no. Look, I think that's a I think that's a good win for Namor. It was a very uh, loaded category, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so for sure, especially with Green Goblin in the big title. win for Namor. I'm gonna let you do this one because that's your that's your choice. I'm more passionate about it. hundred percent, you are sure. Okay. So we're getting into the big awards now. These are the these are the big winners of the night, really, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Like they, these are the ones that everybody's hoping to get. This so. is the one that everyone turns up for. Yeah. So next award that we've got is the best TV show, and this is obviously the first time that Marvel have done TV shows in the MCU. So there was a lot riding on this. They had to they had to nail this. So our four nominations for best TV show: WandaVision, Loki, Moon Knight. And Hawkeye. And the winner of best TV show goes to Loki. Wow. Congratulations, guys. I did not see that coming. (laughs) (laughs) What a shock. (laughs) Holy shit. Yeah. Look, we we discussed this a little bit beforehand as well. I am am more passionate about Loki than you are. Mm. You, You were pushed a little bit for Moon Knight. Yeah, well, um, if you go back to when we did our 
tier list for the MCU shows, I actually had WandaVision as my first show. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if I stand by that anymore. I think I've put Moon Knight at the top for me. But no, Loki is fucking incredible. And I'm very excited for the new season. Yeah. Season two is going to be big. I hope it carries well. Yeah. You know, like you always, you always a little bit scared when a show you really like comes out with a new season. Yeah. Because there's so many shows that have ruined it for themselves. Yeah. <laughs> Just going on that little bit too long. You know, Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. Sherlock. That Sherlock is hands down. That's a top five series for me of all time. Love is Blind on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rick. You just lost every bit of credibility you ever had. <laughs> what a terrible show. Cora loves it. It's so bad. Nobody in that show is good. Like, they're just bad people. And it's a reality show, so these are real people, and they just suck. They're all toxic. It's like none oh, of them. Wait, are... What is Love is Blind? Love is Blind is the one where they have, like, um, they date in the pods, and they can't see each other, and then they have to get engaged. And if they get engaged, then they carry on with the rest of the show and then they get up, like they get married at the end of it or they don't get married at the end of it. But basically they they fall in love in the pods without being able to see each other and then they go out into the real world and they like live together for a couple of weeks and then they get married. Wow, okay. It's awful and it's so toxic because you see these people who are like not in love. They're clearly not in love moving in and trying to like force this relationship to work because they're on TV. Yeah, lovely. And it's just awful. It's just bad. It's bad to watch. It's not good. It's bad. I don't like it. No. <laughs> okay, Rick. Okay. But yeah, congratulations to Loki. Yes, um, big congratulations. Yeah, very different category to Love is Blind. Loki, I just like it was I found it very different to the other shows. And just the character dynamics between like Loki and Sylvie, which is Lady Loki, and uh, Mobius as well. And Don't just forget Crocodile Loki. Crocodile Loki, Old Luke Loki, Kid Loki, all of the different Lokis. It was just a lot like that aspect of it with all of the different Lokis was super fun. But at the same time, it had a very serious storyline to go along with it as well. I think my favorite part of the show, which is really, it's it's kind of bad, but like, it was at the very start is when he sees all the infinity stones like in the desk drawer and he just realizes that like they're so worthless compared to where he is now yeah like yeah. he done some horrible things to try and get infinity stones and then he goes and then uh mobius is like oh yeah those are just like paper paperweights like, yeah what yeah there's a lot of there was a lot of moments in this show that were very like gut punchy i mm. felt like the I think I'm pretty sure it was the first episode from memory where he's first in there and Mobius is interrogating him and then Mobius leaves the room and Loki watches kind of like that whole breakdown of what his life was supposed to be. Mm. And you see like it's the highlights. You see his mum die and you see him like yeah, kind he, of like rekindle his brothership. With, yeah. Yeah. Rekindles his brothership with Thor and then he gets killed by Thanos and like he's just watching it crying and realizing that like the life that he could have had or like the mistakes that he's made is like, wow. Like imagine being confronted with that. Like, oh, this is what your future could have held for you, but you fucked it up. Like, well, that's that's fucking harsh. And that was in the very first episode. It's a very emotional roller coaster, Loki. Mm-hmm. And Tom Hiddleston is fantastic. So much fun to watch. Oh yeah. And as I said, like the character dynamics between him and Mobius 
Owen Wilson. These bounced off each other so, so well. I just want to say there's a mini series called uh, The Night Manager. Don't know if you've ever heard of it. No. I think it's like a BBC night series. I watched it when I was in high school. Yeah. And uh, Tom Hiddleston is the, the main character. And this is when people started talking about him being James Bond. Ah, uh, okay. This is the show that like put him forward. Yeah. But it's a great show. It's got Hugh Laurie in it. If you know, who that, I mean, of yeah. course you know who that is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's a fucking good show. I think it's only like six or seven episodes. Yeah, right. No, I've never heard of it. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, anyway. Nice little recommendation there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, congratulations to uh, to Loki for winning Best TV Show. Congratulations. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. All right. Last All right. one. <laughs> That's what you think. All right. <laughs> the last so, one, and it's your, your surprise one. The last one officially. <laughs> <laughs> the last official award. The last official award of the TOPCPAAs <laughs> is Best Movie. There were a few movies to choose from. But I think we found the one. I feel like there's one that stood out above the others. But nominees are Black Panther. uh, Black Panther, we're kind of forever, sorry. Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. Spider-Man, No Way Home. And Shang-Chi. And the winner of Best Picture... In the T-O-P-C-P-double-A's is Spider-Man No Way Home. Congratulations. Um, congratulations, Toby. Congratulations, Andrew. And of course, Tom, congratulations. You guys all look lovely. Well deserved. Um, thank well, you for making the trip. <laughs> thank you for making the trip. Uh, <laughs> sorry we didn't get you your own mics and sorry that we're not filming for proof. Um, but, <laughs> but they are definitely sitting they're here They're definitely in sitting my right here. Um, <laughs> yeah, in Rick's what office. What a day. In Rick's <laughs> office. They're all, they're all wearing their tuxes. They're, uh, they're holding up uh, the award. Tom Holland's crying. Tom Holland's crying. It's a beautiful moment. Zendaya's there. So proud of him. But she's a part of it too. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> if only, hey? One day. Oh, I just want that to be real. <laughs> why, Rick? Why? Yeah, the last people that would ever be hosting an awards show. Yeah, look, that's fine. I don't need to be the. It's our award show, Rick. <laughs> Oscar doesn't host the Oscars, you know what I mean? Like, we would just be there. They'd be like, hey, I'd like to thank the Academy. And we'd be like sitting in a booth going, no worries. You're forced to interact with me now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's right. You want my awards, don't you? Yeah. Shake my hand. You can't take it until you've shaken my hand. <laughs> the award is just you and me dressed like Oscars. <laughs> Painted gold. Yeah. <laughs> no, look, a well-deserved, I think, a well-deserved winner. Mm. It was just so big. The fact that they managed to get the, the crossover of all three Spider-Men they brought in their villains, you know, the Marissa Tomei's death. Yes. Wrenching. Yep. The collapse of Stark Industries was something I wasn't expecting. Yeah. Spider-Man going ballistic. Spider-Man going ballistic and then Spider-Man forever alone. Yes. Yeah. Look, look, a roller coaster of a movie. It's, I think, cinematically, I don't think it's the best movie on there. I think, like, Black Panther... And maybe even Shang-Chi are very, very close, or if if not better. But just in terms of what this movie achieved. 
You can't say other movies are better than the best. I'm not picture. saying it's better. I'm not saying it's did. better at all. No, you no, 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 no. Just did. There's different categories of how you can Ugh. can rate a movie, man. Rick, you suck so bad. <laughs> You're ruining the TOPCAAs. <laughs> it's never happening again. <laughs> It's the first annual, which means we have to do one next year. <laughs> well, it's not going to be the end of phase five next year. Are we going to do it for something else? Well, we it, we never said, you know, this is just the award show. So, you know, like we could do another one. Do it just for, for some... the year of film. Exactly. We actually, oh, we so should have done that. Yeah, I haven't watched enough movies that aren't Marvel to be able to do I that. haven't watched enough new movies. Yeah. Because I've, I've pretty much set a goal for myself. I want to watch a new movie every week. And that being said, I do rewatch a lot of stuff. So, yeah, like I'm trying to, I'm hitting my quota. Just staying in the comfort zone. I'm staying in the comfort zone <laughs> because I'm also watching TV shows. I'm watching anime, you know. Busy schedule. Play, playing video games. Yeah. It's just yeah. busy, busy man. I'm just so busy, Rick. <laughs> Meanwhile, I, you know, you got work. You got work as well. You're doing work. I do. I work four days a week. Yeah. There's me like editing the podcast, running the social medias volunteering, doing other things like that. Yeah, well, what does that have to do with the podcast, Rick? I'm just saying, nothing. you know, like... Nothing. Look, you're like <laughs> what set, do they have to do with the podcast? Setting goals to watch Not movies every week. <laughs> I am. I'm doing it for us. I appreciate it, man. I'm doing, I'm doing it for us. It's just so when you ask me for my opinion on something I know nothing about, I'll actually know about it. That sounds like the bare minimum of the movie, of the podcast. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. All right. So, oh, wait a minute. There's one more award that no one was expe- expecting. Oh, what a surprise. How shocking. I know. Crazy. All right. There's a lot of little cuties in the MCU, you know, a lot of, a lot of sweet little boys, sweet little guys. Don't say boys. That made us. Yeah. No, I didn't like that. No, didn't like that. Let's just rewind. Cut that out. Cutest little guy, you know? I'm, I'm picturing Marge Simpson say it, you know, when she talks about Bart? Yeah. Oh, my sweet little guy! My special little guy. Yep. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> Carry on, yep. So I've got I've got four nominees, obviously, for cutest little guy. Okay. Know? We've got Groot from I Am Groot. The short the series. The short series. Yep. We've got Morris from Shang-Chi. Yep. The little... Headless wombat with wings. Yeah. Adorable. That's the best way you can describe him, right? Yeah. Like, like, bo- like yeah. body shape wise. Yeah. Then we've got Cosmo from the Guardians Holiday Special. Mm-hmm. Watch it if you haven't, please. Yeah. Rick. Yeah. My plan is to watch it tonight. <sighs> <laughs> we've all heard that one before, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and final nominee is Ned from Nowhere Home. <laughs> like one of these things is not like the others. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Morris is a mythical creature. <laughs> and uh, the award goes to Morris from Shang-Chi, the yeah. cutest little guy that ever was. Trevor... S- s- name? Slattery. Slatter- oh, thank you. Slattery. <laughs> ben Kingsley's best friend. Yep. The cutest little guy ever. Adorable. Can't even speak. Yeah. Like, literally hasn't got a mouth or a face. Or eyes. Yeah, it's nothing. Yeah. Yeah. He's just a body with wings. And he is just adorable. And you love him. 
And for a moment, you think he's dead, but he's fine. Yeah. Oh, could you imagine? <laughs> they wouldn't. Yeah. They couldn't do it. They wouldn't have. It would have been like in I Am Legend when the dog dies. Oh. Literally like the worst day of my life. Awful. Or like Red Dog. Awful. Or like Marley and Me. Yeah. Yeah. I can go on. Have you seen Hachi? Hey? Hachi? Hachi. Yeah. Is that the Japanese one? You, you, well. It's like Japanese Red Dog? No. <laughs> it's um like a guy that obviously has a dog, goes to work every day. Yeah, and, and then, the dog waits for him at the train station? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's Japanese. Is it? Yeah. I don't think it's Japanese. I think it's Hachiko. Are you um, sure about that? Yeah. And it's like a little Shiba. Little yeah, Shiba it's a dog. Shiba. Yeah. 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 It's Japanese. Nice try. I've been to the statue in Japan. I didn't know it was Japanese. Yeah, well, there you go. Oh. There's also um, Seymour from Futurama. Oh. That, that'll... Don't make you slap your mum around. Oh, there. man. Futurama is such a good show that, like, just a good, like, comedy, animation. It's just... It's good just, for a laugh. Yeah. And then every now and then they just punch you in the face. Mm. Oh. Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever watched that episode without, like, tearing up a little. Yeah. Nah, it's... That is harsh. And, like, I can say that I've easily watched that episode about 15 times. Yeah. I yeah. watched it recently and I was like, man, I forgot. Brutal. I forgot. Absolutely brutal. Like, oh. I was fine right until the end. Yeah. He's like, oh, well, he probably lived an entire life after I yeah. came to the future. Oh. And then it has the flashback and he's just sitting out the front of the pizza place. Waiting. Year and after and then, year. And there's that song playing as well. Oh. I was like, oh, my goodness. Why? This Honestly, is- like, it's rude to put people through that. Yeah, you know what? If I was like... More like a lot of these people from, you know, current era that like complains about stuff. <laughs> like, like a Karen. A Karen, yeah. I'd probably like message Fox and be like, you can't put that on my yeah. TV. What, what are you, why, are you, why are you trying to emotionally destroy yeah. me? You trying to make me sad? This make- is assault. Yeah. <laughs> you assaulted me. <laughs> We're not getting into that. Um, anyway. So yes, congratulations to Morris. Congratulations to all of our winners. To all of our winners. Or not, congratulations, depending on the award you want. Yeah, look, some of them you don't want, but you've got them. So <laughs> they're all they're all yours. But no, um, I have very much enjoyed uh, today's episode. Yeah, I and like, again, as you said, like let us know if there's uh, any snubs that you think we missed yeah, out. Yeah, any snubs, or even even a category that you would have liked us to have done. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. We tried. We tried to come up with. We try to hit the points, but yeah. I feel like, you know, we might have missed a few. So feel free to let us know. Maybe shoot some suggestions that we could do other awards for, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, well, if this is the first of our uh, annual awards, then, mm, yeah, we're going to be revisiting got, again next year. We've got a year of prep to go, so, yeah, you know. Which, hope- which means that we've got about an hour or two of prep, <laughs> if we're being realistic. Hey, Rick, Rick, I'm going to... I'm going to ask you to not do that. I'm going to pull back a curtain here. <laughs> Rick, Rick you're, ru- you're ruining the image. <laughs> Remember that. <laughs> not in front of Toby, <laughs> Andrew and Tom. <laughs> hey, guys, he's kidding. He's kidding. This yeah. is very heavy production. No, next year, we've already scheduled Kevin Hart to host. So, um, yeah, make sure you uh, tune in again for next year. Oh, damn, we got Kevin Hart. <laughs> Man, I thought it was going to be too expensive. <laughs> Shit, I'm definitely doing prep. <laughs> Are you taller than Michael B. Jordan? No, I'm just kidding. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, but yeah, no. Nah, um, thanks, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, um, we'll finish it up there. Yeah, wrap it all up. Make sure you get onto our socials and uh, yeah, leave us a like. Have a have a bit of a laugh at the memes. We we really like the memes. We said like you know <laughs> it's about us, so we love it. But uh, yeah, you know, let us know if you if you if you're liking the memes or not. And again, yeah, as Robbie said, like let us that's, know if that's there's anything tough else. If you don't like the memes, because I love them. Uh, like once a week, I get to look at my phone and there's a meme about my life. And, <laughs> you know, sometimes it's frustrating because it's Rick saying that he's better than me or smarter than me or, yeah. or that I'm wrong just for something. Yeah. But they're still funny. So, yeah. Yeah. You know. Oh, it's but, fun. It's fun. It's all in and fun. All my homies know that I'm right. Chris, shout out. <laughs> Rick can't beat a cow. <laughs> it is confirmed. Yet to be proven. <laughs> also, while we're here, make sure you <laughs> jump onto it. I'm just going to keep moving. Make sure you jump onto Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts from, and hit subscribe. And while you're there, leave us a five-star review. Again, we've done this before. It helps us so much. So, yeah, please, please, please do leave those reviews because yeah. it's very, very helpful. Give us a good review. Otherwise, we'll we. Yeah, oh. I wasn't going to threaten. I was just going to sort of close the show there. But yeah. Yeah. No. Sorry. I, I. That was next week's episode I was reading. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Next week where we threaten the audience. Next week where we play hide and seek. <laughs> as as we said in the last episode, actually, we've got a couple of things that we're planning at the moment. So we've got a few a few episodes in the works. We've got another um, episode. Hopefully coming up soon that we'll have another guest come in. Yes. Yeah. Potentially a draft. We're going to be looking into maybe doing something for Christmas. You know, there's there's some Christmas specials floating around. So we might be jumping onto that as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we've got a couple of things in the back pocket that we're going to be working on over the next couple of weeks. So, yeah, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any of those episodes. But I think we'll wrap it up and leave it there. Mm -hmm. And uh, we will see you again next week. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye, Bye, guys. Bye, Mom. Bye, Mom.